Turn up the bass. You're now listening. Yo, tap in radio. With one tap, you're in. in, in. Only on tap in radio. I get on your nerves, Jay. What's inside the bag? Don't buy me no bag, nigga. They ain't nothing to brag, nigga. Just give me the racks, nigga. Just give me the cash, nigga. Another episode of Black Talk Radio. It's your girl, Kristen Ayana, and we're definitely going to be getting into some things today. Um, that was the track, Ain't Fucking With Me, Richie Reed, which is our guest tonight. Shout out to her featuring Stunner for Vegas. And I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a dope interview. Um, I got DJ Bam with me in the studio. Bam, how you feeling? Oh, I'm putting him on the spot, y'all. I'm putting him on the spotty spot. I'm here, I'm here. You know, I'm behind the scenes a little bit, but I'm here. You do it all. I do it all. What's up? Um, I'm good. How was your week? Well, my week was good. I was, I was relaxed, you know what I mean? I was chilling. Did a lot of thinking over the weekend, and then... Okay, you my... had a lit memori- memorial. Memorial. <laughs> Labor Day weekend? Yeah. That's good. That's it, man. So, before How... we do this interview, you know I gotta do my trending topics. Let's go! So, first things first, um, Keisha Cole clapped back at one of her, you know, one someone, a troll, let's call this person a troll, online because basically she came out and said, you know, my divorce is finally finalized, like I'm finally divorced, sis was so happy, and, you know, people started making rude comments, like she basically was saying how she's happy to be divorced, and she started listing like the things that she was looking for in a partner, and people were like, well, it seems like you can never keep a man. So what's up with that? 
And then she responded, see, that's where y'all got me effed up at. It's not like I can't keep a nigga. A nigga don't know how to be kept, respectfully. And, you know, I feel as though there was some truth within that. Because that really do be the case sometimes. Like, sometimes you really can't keep niggas. But, you know, I just think people on the internet are really brave behind their screen. You just said <laughs> a nigga can't be kept. First of all, yeah. I'm why? Sure. Why did they break up? Did she say did he get caught? Because you normally you hear oh he cheated he this and that. She's not saying none of that. They just she's just happy that her divorce is final. What about the love was just lost from there? What about that? What do you yeah. mean the love that was just lost? It from was there. just probably lost. The love is not there no more. So she wanted a divorce. It just wasn't there no more. Right. So why are people? He was to a act- rebounder anyway. But why are people trying to act like she's the issue though? They like, oh, you can never keep a man. Let me just tell y'all something. Let's hear this. These men out here, they don't be the greatest. <laughs> and maybe I'm projecting because I definitely got stood up yesterday for a date. But ah, let me tell y'all what happened. So I'll hold just- on before you tell us what happened. So you you tell me right now you going off of your feelings because you got stood up, bro. It's not even about that. It's just <laughs> men are really problematic. So basically, I was supposed to go out on a date and like I've been texting this person. They kind of industry. This is my first first and last industry person. Oh, you heard it here first, people. Um, but we're supposed to go out. We like we've been communicating. Uh, the day before yesterday, I didn't hear from him. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. So then yesterday I text him like, hey, you know, I'm just seeing like, if we still good for dinner tonight. When I tell y'all to this day, right now, I never got a text back. And you're watching my story. So not only did I guess it up and you didn't tell me that you didn't want to go anymore. You're also watching my story. So you're purposely ignoring me. But here's my thing. If you didn't want to go, you could have just said that. I feel like I'm such a, a, like a, like a chill person. Like if you didn't want to go, you could have just said that. So to all my listeners, if you ever got stood up, tweet me, tell me y'all stories, hit me up on Twitter at Chris Nayana, K-R-I-S-T-E-N. A-Y-A-N-A-H. But moving on to our next trending topic, Joe Budden is once again in the hot seat, people. It just seems as though he can't leave it. Um, So Joe Budden is in the hot seat because basically on his podcast, he talked about how like sometimes he likes to play with his dog to give his dog like sexual pleasure now hey, i don't have pets that shit probably yo it's sad because things can be taken out of content <laughs> but there's just certain things joey come on joe you work yeah. in the media business with us now you cannot say certain things and just get away with it yeah joe and here's my i don't really care about what you do with your pets i really don't Word. it's the fact for me that like multiple women have spoken out about Joe being abusive. Like, I, I really don't care what you do with your pets. Like, okay, you want to be weird, go ahead. But it's it's really the abuse for me. So, like, he's been canceled in my book. But but, but this is what I mean. Like, I don't want condonement, 
I'm gonna just let me clarify that right, right. now. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me condone that. Shout out to Bill Blast on the check-in also from Deeper Than Comedy. Uh, I will say this though. Why all of a sudden all this shit coming out? That he's abusive to women? Yeah. Like, 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 I he mean, had this shit with, 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 uh, with, 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 uh, with Sin, whatever the case but is. She but she also spoke out. Yeah, she spoke out, but why all of a sudden now? Cause, like, it's funny how with him and, um, Gilly going back and forth, all of a sudden now all this stuff is happening. All this stuff is coming out. Like, you have all the chances to bring this out before. I, don't hit I me mean, with that. And then, girls, don't hit me I with that feel- bullshit. Oh, I finally, I found courage to come out. Shut Bro, the fuck up. Like, I, I really, hate that I really shit. stand with that though. Like, I feel like until you experience trauma, no, like I experience, that, no, 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 don't get me like wrong. that though. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not seeing saying that it's not possible, mm-hmm. but look at the pattern. He got the little beef going on, he just cursed out Spotify, all the other stuff, right? Yeah, he and just then, doesn't have, and then, and then all have the best media, and then all of a sudden. You don't want to speak out. No. You know what it was? Girl, you should speak out. Joe already going through it. You need a da-da-da. Come on. Bro, I feel like if you're an abuser, no matter what, you need to be exposed. Because why are you out here abusing women? Oh, that's ghetto. But someone on my live just said... If I I tell you a list of motherfuckers who (laughs) don't abuse girls or did certain things, and there's a lot of people's favorite favorite celebrity, Mm -hmm. you're going to be like, when that happened? Exactly. I think for me... I, this girl, um, she said, do you really think that cancel culture is valid? Because I feel like someone can be canceled for a few days, but then all of a sudden everyone is cool with them. I feel exactly. like... Okay, I feel like cancel culture is only as valid as people decide they want to make it. For example, Daniel, Daniel Caesar, when whenever he said that bullshit about black women, it was really done for. Like, like we don't... Like, we haven't heard nothing about Daniel Caesar. Like, we not messing with him. So I feel like it's as as effective as, as you want it to be. I mean, I feel like for people around my age, I must use R. Kelly as an example. <laughs> like he really did get canceled, but then we have the older people that are like protesting so he can be free. Weird, but you know, I just feel like different strokes for different folks. So there are groups that are willing to like cancel, and there there's groups that are not. Now speaking about abuse. Another trending topic, um, Tory Lanez reportedly texted Megan Thee Stallion to apologize after the shooting, according to TMZ. Now, how has TMZ gotten this information? I don't know. But, um, you know, the tweet allegedly says, I know you're probably never going to talk to me again, but I genuinely want you to know I'm sorry from the bottom of my heart, he said. I was too drunk. So, as soon as I saw this today, I, like, saw it on Twitter, and I quoted the TMZ um, article, and I was like, Good morning. Um, men don't deserve rights. And it was really like to be funny because like what the fuck at Tory Lanez. But like now it's literally going viral. But um I just feel like wow, like you really shot someone and you texting an apology. But but it's like what could you do? Because you really shot where, someone. But <laughs> another incident, once again, I don't I don't want you to think I'm defending any of these people because I'm not. It, I, I don't just, think I don't think you are. It's just weird because all of a sudden Everybody was on both both parties was mad quiet. Nobody wasn't saying nothing. Not all of a sudden, but you he know, text he he texted the next day. Mm-hmm. So why wasn't this like? Come on. My thing is, I think, and once again, like you said, how the hell TMZ's getting this? How the hell? Why the hell Megan didn't say nothing about it? 
Well, Megan did speak out a while back saying, like, Tori shot me, and she posted that on her live. Well, she, she got tired because his people was... Yeah, because... His people um, kept going back and forth and adding things on. Yeah, I mean, and also, this week, Tori Lanez has spoken out and said, oh, um, the reason that my streams are down isn't because I shot Megan. Like, that is the that's the first thing he broke his silence for, and I just feel like... If you're involved in any type of violence with black women and your your first instinct at to come out is to talk about your streams, like how self-centered could that really be? Man, listen. But you know, do we really expect more from someone who's Yo, not- yeah. <laughs> Yo, see, I'm gonna talk about this on my I show. I love them because we gon' we gon' Yo, because it's like Oh my God, Chris Brown! Oh my God, Chris Brown hit Rihanna. Da, 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 da. We ain't messing with him no more. Then all of a sudden the nigga comes back. Oh my God, Chris Breezy, I love him. Yo, make up your mom. But then nobody said nothing to Rihanna when she was on Oprah talking about, I'm not going to lie. I prevented it, the whole thing. I started it. Oh, but I mean, no, but you know it what, wasn't F Rihanna, none of that. But you know what people, Come on. But you know what people say about the... Um, Rihanna and Chris Brown. She admitted situation. that she hit him first. You driving a fucking stick shift Lamborghini and you hitting a person and he's trying his best like, yo, chill. So he pulled over. Yeah, probably start off with a yoke. I ain't gonna front. Right. He probably like, yo, chill. And then all of a sudden that that, that yoke went to go grab again. It, it, it was a swing by mistake. <laughs> Here's my thing with that though. I feel like people use the excuse too of like, oh, Rihanna forgave Chris Brown so like, it's fine. Man, Bobby used to fucking beat on And I'm Whitney. just like, I guess you guys don't know how abuse works. <laughs> because, like... No, see, see, that's that, that's that, once again, this goddamn social world. Shout out to uh, Team America on Tuesday. We was talking about this. Mm-hmm. That social world that we live in now. Oh, like you said, Rihanna, forget Chris Brown. Everybody's not the same person. And that forgiveness came a while. It just didn't happen overnight. Yeah. But... There's a lot of abusive relationship that happens, and it's just like, my thing is, why is it so bad when you hear a celebrity do it, but then this is regular stuff that's but going on? But you know, on. I think it's bad regardless. Like, it I'm is. Really, I, I, really, I don't think no man or woman should, should like me hit on each other. I can't, like, I'm not, I can't be in an abusive relationship. Can I ask I was, you a question? Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. Have you ever got mad and go, uh, to no. to a man or something? I'm not, no, I'm, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about feeling like you punch me and I, you know. Oh, get off me! Get off of me! Don't touch me! Like, of course, I'm you, not really like a a mad or aggressive person though. So I feel like that's like if I do get mad, mm-hmm. I'm a more like okay, I just can't. I, I can't talk to you right now. Like, I gotta, but what about if a guy like, I like, like, like a guy keep trying to grab like yo, come in, let me talk to you. You like don't touch me, don't touch. Then me. Then I might be like okay, get off me, and I might like yeah, but. Would you consider uh, uh, abuse? Like he just like yo, he's just trying to like yo. It's just, it's a normal reaction as a human being. Like, I don't think that's abuse. No, because I know chicks. They're like, oh, he grabbed my arm and this and that. Like what? Like that's a normal reaction. Yeah, I mean, I also feel like it depends on like what type what type of boundaries you have in your relationship. And I think a lot of people don't set those boundaries, and that's so. Let me get this straight. Nobody like nobody abusing nobody, and you shouldn't. I'm not condoning it, right? But then y'all don't like when a motherfucker get cheated on. Y'all need to make up y'all mind. (laughs) Wait, what did you say about cheating? Y'all don't like people when they cheat on somebody. Y'all need to make up y'all mind, bro. Why are we condoning cheating? I'm listen, man. It is 2020, and Jada said it the best. 
What'd she say? Entanglement. Hell no. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is like, people are quick. Like you said, people came at... Cheating is really my deal breaker. Like, people came at the Keisha Cole, like, you, you can't keep a man. But like I said, this time around, you don't know why they, why they broke up. You don't, nobody know why. They have not yet to really confirm and say... But but I guarantee you, everybody, he fucking cheated. He, I know it. He cheated. Oh and it's gosh. like, Jay-Z, Jay-Z cheated. And everybody is a Jay-Z lover. This has been a good topic, trending topic. But our guest, Richie Reed, is now in the building. In the building. So Hold on. We got to take care of business. Yeah, we got to take care of business so right now. So we are now. adding her. Let's add her. Let's get her on. To the live. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me and see me? Yeah. I'm sorry. This internet or Instagram is tripping. It literally logged me off my whole app. Yeah, it's okay. No worries. But how are you feeling today? I'm great. How are you guys? Um, we're good. We're just, you know, in studio. Um, so first thing is first, can you tell us where are you from and what made you start getting into music? Okay, so I'm from Flint, Michigan, y'all. Um, everybody be like, is that Detroit? Is that close to Detroit? <laughs> Nothing like Detroit, but it is very close to Detroit. It's like an hour away, mm-hmm. um, an hour north of Detroit. And um, as far as music, I've always loved it. My brother, he produces music. He's not mainstream or anything like that, but he's always loved music. And I'm the baby of the bunch, so my, my siblings kind of raised me. Um, my my mom and dad they were always at work and stuff, so I was always around my brother. So he was a huge influence as to why I got into music. And I also noticed how like when he would produce and write, cause he also would rap as well. But I could tell how it was like a outlet for him, as well as like mm-hmm. it just made him happy. So I always wanted to do it. I just never had the hmm the balls to do it or go try it until okay. now. So. And how has, like, living in Flint, Michigan, would you say, like, influenced your music or, like, the type of person that you are today? I don't live in Flint anymore. I live in Atlanta. Right. I did see that in your, in your recent, one of your interviews. But as far as, like, growing up there or, like, when you lived there in the past, like, how would you say that has influenced you? So as far as, like, growing up in Flint, I honestly feel like it really – did a, it played a huge part just for the simple fact that you have to be Flint, you have to be tough, period. You just have to be tough. You go through a lot in the city. And like the it's even now, even from then until now, like it's no schools, a lot of poverty still. Um I mean they're trying to clean it up some with the college and stuff with you and Flint. That part right there, just literally that part downtown, that is like the college town right there but outside of that right. like there are no like real jobs or anything outside of the small black owned businesses that people are mm-hmm. starting for themselves but outside of that Flint and Michigan in general it's known for General Motors like Delphi like the shops like my, my right, mother right. she worked in the shop all my life damn near and my grandfather worked in the shop all his life so it's like even my siblings they work in the shop I'm the only one who chose to do something else. I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, you know, really, 
like I love how you basically shared how they are trying to fix it up, but it is like still, you know, it's still a struggle. Um, I think that she was really struggle. Yes. Um, yes. So my it's still, it's still, it's still hard there. I love to go back. I visit quite a bit. If you ask me, um, mm -hmm. I go back a lot to see family because all my family is still in Flint, Michigan. I have no family in Atlanta. Um, it's just, well, outside of Frank, my makeup artist looking at me like, bitch, she my family. <laughs> like people I like, you know, grown a relationship with, or like they are whoever on my team, I consider them family. So outside of that, I don't have immediate family, I should say. Um, okay. they're all in Flint still. So what was it like, um, moving to Atlanta? Like, were you scared? Like, you know? Um, no, because. Honestly, I, w I, I lived in Charlotte before I came to Atlanta. So, okay. um, although Charlotte is a big city, it's a lot slower. Mm -hmm. I should say it's a lot slower than um, Atlanta. Atlanta is very fast-paced. I will say that when I got here, um, it was different, but it was different in a good way. I really liked it. I feel okay. like it fit right in. Um, I like the diversity of Atlanta. I feel like it's not just you know, one set tone of mm -hmm. it's a lot of different cultures, it's a lot of different um, ethnicities, like it's just diverse and I really, really like that um, about Atlanta. Now as far as like Flint, you know, everybody know everybody is very small. So right, who right, you grew right. up with, you, that's your cousin, that's your auntie, <laughs> that's that's just that, that's you knew, you know everybody and everybody knew who you were. Yeah, you know, I feel like with certain places, it definitely is, like, small, like you said, and everyone just knows everyone. So, mm -hmm. um, it's good that you decided to, like, venture out and, you know, explore something new. So, now I want to talk a little bit about your, you know, this song that you have out, um, Ain't Fucking With Me, um, <laughs> it's featuring Stunning from Vegas. Um, talk to us a little bit about, you know, the inspiration behind that song and like working with Stunning for Vegas on the remix. Um, so Ain't Fuck With Me, that the original song without him, it was just Ain't Fuck With Me. And when I put that out, all I kept getting back was this sound like somebody got to get on it. Somebody sound, it sound like Stunner or it sound like right. the baby. So I, I listened to what people said. I actually felt that too when I actually recorded the shit. So my mm -hmm. producer, um, Dre, shout out to Dre, he's actually my in-house producer. When he gave me the beat, I, it felt like the baby type of feel beat. And I was like, okay, this is different for me. Um, but let's try it. Let's see how it feel or whatever. So got in the booth, we played with it for a second, and then we eventually got a tune. And then we figured out how to go from there. And I put the single out, Ain't Fuckin' With Me, first. And then actually, like, maybe a couple weeks later after – getting all the feedback that it felt like those two people should be on it, one or the other. That's what we did. So that's how that happened. Um, ain't fucking with me, though. Just the, I don't name my records, really. I really don't. It's, it's, it happens kind of like after finishing the finished mm -hmm. song, like the actual record. If I don't do it, it's like my team, they'd be like, oh, we feel like it should be called this. So that's what we did. But ain't fucking with me. ASWM was actually my idea because after I finished it, I just was like, man, I want the females to be able to feel this, but I want the niggas to feel it too, you know, because right. I just feel 
And I got, at first, a lot of people, not a lot, but a couple people was like, well, I don't know, Richie. I don't know if they're going to mess with you because, you know, in this industry, females, we we tend to compete a lot with each other. Just, you know, female, we compete a lot. So it's like, oh, you really don't want to make them feel like you shitting on them or you feel making them feel like you all, you know, you you here and they here. I'm like, nah, that ain't the I, They don't do that to men. Nah, 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 not ever, never, never. And they never will. Um, so it's just like when they, when, and it was a guy that said this, it was a male and I just was like, well, I mean, that's how you feel. I, I haven't got that from any females. I feel like with females, whether they in the car or they in the club with their girls in the lounge, wherever they at, if an anthem come on and they like it, they gonna, they gonna sing it. They're gonna, they're gonna whatever. And right. I like, I tend to try to stick to like chanty or a little bit easy of hooks because I want people, individuals to be able to sing along. Before I got into music and before I know what I know now, just as a consumer, then I didn't, everything I listened to wasn't anything that I technically or typically related to, but I caught myself singing like just the hooks, even if I didn't know the verses and stuff, because right. we all know like those are the catchy parts, either the ad libs or the hooks or whatever it may be. Everybody can't spit a, a 16 that Eminem just <laughs> did, you know, like it's it's not possible. So it's like, that's what I tend to think about when I am recording music, but ain't fucking with me. AFWM is just for motherfuckers who feel like, shit, you that shit. You can feel like you that bitch. You can feel like you that nigga on the street. Like, ain't no nigga fucking with you. You that nigga of the fucking block or whatever. And they ain't fucking with you. That's just that. So it wasn't to make people feel like, oh, they're small and I'm saying, oh, I'm here and you're here. No, I want, it was kind of like an empowerment chant, honestly. And not just for the women, for everybody. And that just was that. So when I, and I said that, and it was like, oh, if you said like that, well, yeah. I'm like, yeah, like. <sighs> no, I think I really like that track. And, you know, I think it's a, definitely a feel-good song. And that's what a lot of people need. Like, you know, people want to listen to music that makes them feel good or they can vibe out to when they're getting cute and stuff like yes. that. And I think it's one of those tracks. So now I want to talk a little bit about, you know, what is it like being in the studio with you? I know, like, certain artists, they need certain stuff. They need certain people with them. But what is it, you know, what do you need? Like, what is, what is a must-have? So I'm very weird, they say, because even when it's performing, I don't have people on the stage with me. I, I I like to feel the people's energy, the crowd. I don't need to feel my team crowd energy. I don't. Y'all came with me. Y'all chill out in the back. <laughs> I chill out on the side, you know, whatever. But I've never been that type of person. Now, when I go to the, like, when I go to the yo, I just be like, whoever came with me, okay, if you're with me, okay, cool. But if nobody's with me, I'm fine as well. As long as I got my Patron and I got some hookah maybe, because I don't smoke, I, I don't smoke, like, I don't smoke. The most I'll do is um, hookah. And my Patron, as long as I got that, or I got some wine or whatever, I'm in good company by myself. I'm fine. Um, but I will say, if my, my friends, like, come by and just chill with me, and do we just pop off for the ideas, because I love, I love, I will talk to you to death. I will pick your brain. <laughs> See how you feeling, like, what you probably go through that day. You know, just, I feel like that's what makes music, things that's relatable, people can relate to. So I like to talk to people, and that's just me personally. But my producer and me, we're great. We are a great team. Like, 
we are like Bonnie and Clyde. Like we work really well together. I don't need a lot of people in the studio with me. I don't like a lot of people. Don't like a lot of people in the studio with me because um I'm very like mm, I'm I don't like people around me. Let's put it like that. Because people are people set you up. People do all crazy type of things. And I'm a female at that. I don't I don't need a room full of guys. And right. at all. Unless you're on my team, I don't mind. But I I can't be around a lot of guys. Like mm -mm. Yeah, um I definitely feel that and you know, a lot of artists say how they don't love a lot of people being in the studio because it's like it, it's a mood it interrupter. It messes up your vibe. And then you have yeah. too many opinions in there. And it's like, I didn't ask you for your opinion, you know, because if I felt this way and I wanted to say it this way and I wanted to, you know, reenact this or whatever it may be, let me have that. You know, I don't need you commenting. I don't need you. I don't need those. I don't need it. So, and I'm very, very, very like blunt. So right. I will let you know if you're making me uncomfortable. I will let you know if you're irritating me. And I just don't mm. want to do all that. So if I didn't invite you to right. a session, don't come. You got and definitely don't pull up with somebody I don't know. Like, what Ooh, are you thinking? I, I hate that in any setting, though. Like, yeah, it's disrespectful. Yeah, it's 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 disrespectful, and it's just like, why don't you say something? So I definitely feel you on that, and like, you gotta be careful with the type of people you bring around because yes, people energy is deep. And I'm huge on energy. I'm really big on energy. Like, I'm the type of person I can feed off people in a energy spirits. Like, I don't like to hug everybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I am really big on that. I don't, mm-mm. Nope. What's your zodiac sign? I'm a Sag. Me too. I really want your birthday. My birthday is December 10th. When is yours? Uh, I'm 19th. I'm the 19th. Yeah, uh -huh. girl, we the best. Like that's best to last, huh? I feel like um, Sagis get a lot of like shit, but I don't know. I don't know. I know we the best because we last. We save the best for last, and that's just that. I don't want to argue. We're the best. <laughs> yes, um, DJ Ben, what is your zodiac sign? I'm oh, we got a Gemini in the studio. Oh, right he now. crazy. He crazy. No, but you know what's crazy though? I love like I love Gemini's. Like my best friend, he's a Gemini. Like they say that they Gemini's are toxic. They say that Gemini's are supposed to be like Sagittarius, like sister sign, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why I like Gemini's. But you you not feeling it. You like <laughs> I know a couple Gemini's and they are like, mm, nope. Yeah. So now I want to know. Um, overall, like, what has to be your favorite thing about your career? Like, you, you know, making music overall, what, what do you love the most about it? Dang. Um, I would have to say just seeing the aftermath of it. So, like, if I put a record out and I'm really big on analytics. I watch my analytics now. I, I wasn't really into that at first, but I really watch it now. Because it's very important, like, it's to know your audience. And it's very important to know how to reach the people. So I think my favorite part right now, speaking, is the aftermath. So seeing how sales do or seeing how, if I put out merch, how well that does. Um, marketing, see how to market better. Like, 
I'm really interested in that. And my manager hates it because he's like, learn how to be an artist and stay an artist and stay out of my way. And I'm just like, nah, I really want to learn how this goes. And it gets on his nerves, but it is what it is. I would say the aftermath of it, though, right now. I think that's really important, though. And I love that you mentioned um, the aftermath and, like, studying your analytics because, like, I feel like you should know that. Like, at the end of the day, like, it's great that you have a manager and that you have a team, but it's your brand at the end of the day, right? So it's like you want to – you want to. I'm the same way. Like, I currently do a lot of, you know, work for my brand by myself, which I think is an issue, and I'm going to get assistance soon. But I think even when I do get assistance, I'm always still going to be on top of it. Because, you are. Like, you are. Because no one's ever going to want it as bad as you. No one is right. ever going to – they can't be you. So, of course, they're never going to go as hard. They're going to go hard, but they're not going to go as hard as you would. So, I think that's why I'm the way I am, too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, I have this seg uh, segment of my show um, with, that I chat with artists about there's time, like, in quarantine. So, like, some, like, I feel like at this point, quarantine is not as big of an impact as it was. <laughs> We're in Atlanta, so we know. Hey, down, girl. Corona where? Ain't no Corona by here. Yeah, y'all be living y'all best life. Like, corona don't exist in Atlanta. No, but, it doesn't. <laughs> I still wear my mask, though. I do not play that. Uh-uh. I, I still wear my mask. Mm -mm. Uh, so, like, do people just not wear their mask? Like, how? I want to know. Like, how no, they don't. They don't. Dead ass don't. Like some places in like um like restaurants, they they uh, they make you come in with a mask. I think just to save their ass. But as soon as you get in there, they allow you to take it off. Some places will say if you walk to the restroom, please put your mask back on. But it's so hard to keep up with adults right now. Like it's it's nobody's about to play this babysitting game. And um like honestly, like the clubs, you go to clubs. Like that's why I got I got on makeup because I got to go out tonight. And they don't they don't you don't have to have a mask on. You don't. This is your choice. It's your choice. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Atlanta is the only place right now. In Girl, Atlanta. everybody is here. Everybody is flying to Atlanta <laughs> and living their best okay. life. The club. I think this. I feel like Atlanta is the only place where the clubs are open for real, for real. Like I, I don't even yeah. think Florida clubs are open. What well, they was acting up before Atlanta. Florida was acting up. Yeah. But, yeah, Atlanta is open. But prior to Atlanta being as open as it was, what, like, what were your thoughts when, you, like, we had to become, you know, going into quarantine or complete lockdown? Like, how did you feel? Uh, it was very depressing at first because I'm so accustomed to being on the road, and that's how I make my money is shows and opening for people and stuff. But it actually helped me. It kind of gave me a better insight on how to be more um, productive, but also more creative. So okay. it allowed me, it gave me a chance to be, you know, dig into my creative box. And that's exactly what I did. I literally, I was, when it first started, I was doing um, Friday lives. Me and my friend, Tasha, we would do Friday lives every Friday. And we would do, like, contests, do all crazy stuff. It was just fun. It was trying to keep the positivity going on people was out of work so like I looked out for a lot of DJs I would just send money to their cash apps every other day because they weren't making no money they're not making no money at home 
And it just, it was a depressing time, I think, for everybody. But I honestly feel like it also helped a couple people, including myself, to sit down and press the reset button. I had to reset because, like, I was just working, 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 going, 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 not even noticing how much wear and tear I was putting on my body and my mind. And I'm thankful for this little time that we've had. You know, it's unfortunate the way it's going, and it's unfortunate you know, that it's become of this and all these different um, deaths and cases and stuff. It's very unfortunate because I've lost, I lost three friends from it, from high school. So at first I was one of those people like, this shit ain't real. This is not real. This is a fluke. And then it hit different when somebody, you know, died from it or, you know, get infected. So I actually had to take a step back and be like, okay, this isn't fake. This is real. This is real life. Um, This is the new normal. And instead of complaining about it, let's just figure out how to deal with it and go from there. And that's what me and my team did. It ain't stop us at all. It stopped me for like maybe a week. And after that, I I record from home a lot anyway. I have my own like studio equipment and stuff here. So that didn't stop me. Um, As far as like shows and stuff, definitely stopped. But it was other ways of revenue. So streaming and stuff like this. It is what it is. And I think everything happens for a reason, really honestly and i'm so happy for people that's winning in this situation like shout out to the um, mulatto girl in atlanta she she just got put on you know as far as she's been rapping a minute but she's finally getting her chance and her time for stardom and she's getting that you know attention as well she as she should during this pandemic i think that's lit i think that's kind of history too because we ain't never been through this and you getting signed and stuff during a pandemic that's lit that's dope so it's just like I feel like it's either going to make you or break you. And I ain't letting shit break me. So I'm from Flint. Can't nothing break me. Not no damn uh, flu. Not no damn nothing. Okay? So I'm just going to keep being me and keep being positive and just stay working. I, I can't stop. I have no I have no freaking Okay. You know, thank you for sharing that. Um, and I think that's so like, you know, so important that you mentioned, you know, just keep going because it's definitely so easy to like wanna it's and it's like a weird time. It's so easy to wanna give up, but the fact that you've, you know, staying at it and you learn how to adjust, I think that's a big thing because here we are. I don't think we ever imagined that we would still be, you know, going through this. So Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. So now I want to know, like, as an artist, what would you say would be one of your greatest challenges? Mm-hmm. Um, my greatest challenge would have to be not paying attention to the competition. So it's very easy for someone to say, stay the course, pay attention to what you're doing and no one else. It's hard to do that when you have to get on social media. As an artist, you have to be social. You have to stay on top of things. You have I believe in paying attention to competition because you have, to me, you have to. It's like you have to see what you, who who you were up against, unfortunately. And I think that's the biggest thing for me. It's hard to do. It's like my manager say, you need to stay the course. You need to pay, keep this, keep your eye on this. But I end up veering over here to say, oh, that's dope. Or I see it on my time, like, oh, that's okay, cool. But how did this person do this in this time? Like, it just, it's hard, the comparing and shit. Like, it's it's very, very frustrating for me. But 
I think it's normal, honestly. But I'm thankful for like people on my team to keep me sane and to keep me just focused on my prize. Everybody's prize is different. Everybody's time is different, you know. So it's like what maybe happened for a person overnight maybe won't happen for you. But possibly happen for somebody ten years later, maybe won't happen for you. Like for, even for me, I ain't been doing this long. It's almost two years I've been doing this. And I've surpassed a lot of people who've been doing it 10 plus years. So I'm very grateful and I'm very thankful for that. It's just I have to learn how to be patient. Patient. Yeah. I'm, I, I feel you on that. I'm definitely the same way. Um, patience is definitely key. Um, you know, and like, I just even like just remember, I always try to remember like where I'm coming from. Because, like, I am an independent, like, media outlet and publication. And it's just, like, you know, but I can see how, like, we're growing as a brand and, like, how we're moving on up. So it definitely is about patience. And, you know, like you said, like, timing is everything. And mm -hmm. what, will be, what is for you will definitely be for you. That's what yeah, I always and that's it. That's it. That's, that's pretty much it. Can't nobody take that away. Whatever is destined is going to be. Yes, for sure, for sure. So now my final question for you is, if you could leave the listeners slash viewers with one thing to remember about you, what would it be and why? <laughs> um, just pretty much don't be apologetic to anyone for who you are. Like, that's me. I'm very, very blunt and stern, but I have the biggest heart. Um, I feel like if you need to... I'm going to use me as an example. I always strive and try to just always leave a good impression with people, whether I know you or whether I don't know you. Because it's like you could be talking to this person, and then the next day you see on social media or you find out they dead. They, they got killed. They got something happened to them, something crazy. And you just be like, man, what did I say to them last? What was our What was our last, you know, interaction? How was it? And I actually went through that before, and that's why I'm like this today because it's like, I got into a horrible situation and argument with someone and they're deceased now, but I never would have thought days following that she would be gone. So it's like, it's really, it's really huge to just be unapologetic for being you. Don't be unapologetic for being you, but at the same time, be graceful right. at doing it, but still be you. Like I, it took me some time because I am, I can be a bitch. But I still have a huge heart. Like, I have a big heart. I love talking to people. I love filling them out. But I feel like my impression that I leave on people is just, like, I'm super, my personality is freaking huge. So I can't change who I am. I won't. I can't. I'm not. You get who, what you get. And that's that. That's just that on that, period. <laughs> I just want to thank you so much for chatting with me. Um, you know, this was a great interview. I think you're dope. You know, you have a dope personality, dope music. Thank you. To see what you have cooking up next. Um, thank you all for tuning in with us. This this episode and interview will be uploaded to our Apple Podcast, Spotify, website, all thank those good things in case anyone has missed it. And I just want to thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Y'all be safe. Wear the mask. Wash your hands. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Take them vitamins too. Take y'all vitamins. <laughs> yes, do all that because
Seriously. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, hon. You're welcome. Take care. You too.